0: Today being the day for NG for C, two and a half months ago, NG for C decided that today being that day, I had nothing to do with anything that is taking place. This is truth. The play, the choreo, the songs was all theirs. All that they did was come and see what we are doing. And I had to build my message on what they were going to do and perform. So the message is built around what these children are done. And I want to thank very specially, before even that you can see it, there were many people involved in this. Lot of hard work, two and two and a half months hard work by these boys and girls. What you see is just this 40 minutes. But two and a half months hard work, they used to come around 10 o'clock in the morning and sometimes even till 4 practice. Even to 4 and 5 they will practice. That's the hard work. Don't look at the screen now at the moment. Look at me. I'm so scared to have the screen sometimes. That's the hard work that these children have done. Combined with, Romeo, you see this man very quiet. A lot of hard work. A lot of hard work by Romeo, Jebba, Sylvia, Wendy and the group. Except me. Except me. I give glory to God. That God has called these children and the adults. And this young man, can you stand up? He is not belonging to ng for c but this young guy is our drummer. Give him a big hand. May God use him. So this is what we are. I'm inviting everybody. If you have children who are young, send them. Let them be a blessing to glorify God. Amen? Yes, my sister, can I have the slide? The Japanese people, they have a say that there are three faces. The first face you show to the world. Is that true? See, nobody nods your head. You know, this fellow is going to catch me. Let us not nod nod, our head. The first face, You show the world who you are. The second face, you show your close friends and your family. You go with the next mask with your friends and family. And the third face, you never show anyone. That's the hidden face. That's the truest reflection of who you really are that God sees. The real face. Now, keeping this in mind... I've titled my message today in regarding to the drama that is going to take place as The Mask. That's the title of my message. And this is not from me, it's from them. Blame them for this message. Psalm 119 verses 113, God says differently about this. He says totally different from what the Japanese believe in. And it says... Psalm 119, verse 113 I hate those who are double-minded. Can you imagine that? The world believes in one thing, but our God says differently. In movies, we see that spies, you know spies, they live all double life. And as children, and I was a child once also, we get so excited when we see these spy movies. And we sometimes want to become like that spy. How many of you used to be excited for these James Bond movies? I used to be. See, no one putting up their hand. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Maybe all were there. Maybe you may not go to a theater, but you'll watch it near house. And when a James Bond movie came out when I was a kid, I always wanted to be the first person. I don't know why. I wanted to be the first person in line. Even the previous movie is going on, I will be standing first in queue. And I always believed I wanted to sit in the first row also. It was crazy, okay? That's what I believe. In. And when I seen these characters of James Bond, I used to think, I love to be like James Bond. New cars, new houses, everything beautiful, but let me not touch one point what James Bond used to do. See, you're all in line with me. Okay. So everything new, everything, and I always thought, can I be like James Bond when I grow up? I want to be a detective. I want to do this. All excitement we have. But James Bond always lives a double life. And you know what's the sad part of it? There are many James Bond in Christianity. We bring that part and we carry it into the church very Slowly. Because of situations and circumstances, we change who we are. There was once a young lady, and this is a true story, not a false one. There was once a lady who was living a double life. On the outside, she seemed to be living for Jesus alone. On the outside, she smiled at everybody in the church. She wore Christian t-shirts all the time. She never missed church She never missed the youth group meeting, she never missed choir, she taught the talk of a Christian. Purity was a lifestyle and to show people she was pleasing God. She sang very beautifully in the choir, even led in worship in their church. One day, the pastor decided to visit this lady because the pastor had something to, to, don't worry about them, please. The word of God is going on here. Don't worry about them. The pastor decided to visit this lady in our office. Do you notice something? Every time when a man of God says, don't do, that's exactly what we do. Yeah. We love to do exactly what God tells us. Don't do, that's what I will do. That's our nature. Please. This is the word of God. When the pastor approached this, the girl's company to talk to this lady, he approached the receptionist and asked to see this lady. And he wondered. He got a very astonishing thing. This lady asked the pastor, Is this girl from your church that you are asking that you want to see? And the pastor said, Yes. Yes. Secondly, this lady, the receptionist was surprised and she asked the pastor, you just said that this lady is also in your choir? And the pastor said, yes, she is in our choir and she is one of the leading singers in our choir. And the pastor got a shock when this lady told the pastor exactly who she was in the company. It shocked the pastor. And when the pastor brought it to the council members, people who loved her were shocked when they discovered that this young girl was living a secret life away from church. A different life. One life as a young lady committed to Christ and committed to serve God. That was one life that this young girl was living. But another life, she was a young girl committed to sin repeatedly. Not willing to change. Many born-again Christians, many born-again Christians are leading double lives within the churches. In every church, in every place, Christians are living a double standard. One at home. They live a life that they don't care for their family. They are not there for their family they're not there when the children calls out to them they are so busy and engrossed in making money that's one life that they live then there's another life that when they switch over and they go to their workplaces they live a different life a life that anyone will be astonished to know that they are even christians they are so familiar with their secretaries their language is totally different in their offices Even an unbeliever gets scared to watch what comes out from this child of God's mouth. That's another life. And lastly, they live another life in the church. A beautiful life in the church that everyone is so impressed. And the whole church looks at that person and says, How I wish my husband can be like that. How I wish my wife can be like that. But never to realize... That this person that you want your husband or you want your wife to be is living a double standard life. And last, there's another mask that they put on, totally when they are alone. When nobody is there, totally alone. The Bible warns us of such standard of living. Repeatedly, it warns us. We are locked up in a pattern... And we feel that we cannot break through this pattern. For some reason, we are caught up like in a bondage. That we are not able to come out of it. But, we refuse to confess our sins. We refuse to ask for help when help is given. Because we do not want anybody to know whose or which mask is now there. You are choosing to stay in a secret romantic relationship with somebody. You are choosing to continue to steal over and over again. It's been barred from the pulpit, but you say it's okay. You justify what you do. You justify it. You say you have right to take it because it is rightfully yours. You steal. It could be small, it could be big. You refuse to even stop cheating. You cheat giving your own reasons for cheating, especially with people who are in businesses. I want to warn you, be very careful what comes out of your mouth. It might be just one small lie to change the the business deal. Be careful. They refuse to change in living a life of lies. Their lies is now their truth. And they accept it. We put on a mask of happiness when other people are around. But inside, we are so miserable, we are convinced that nothing can ever happen to us. We are stuck in this. It's a very sad thing. I want to tell you, the end of all this is pain. The end of all this brings Pain, agony, sorrow, tears. Stop sleeping in Jesus' name. Living a double life happens when we justify two kinds of behavior. I want to give you an example. When Elijah seen that the people were wavering, he basically said to the people, Listen, children of God, you choose. If God be God for you, you choose to serve Him. And if Baal seems to be good for you, you serve Him. And you know what the people did? It's found in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How long are you going to waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him. But Baal is God. If Baal is God, then follow Him. You know what the people did? But the people were completely silent. You see that? A very sad thing. And that is what is happening even now within churches. Not bread of life. It happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. People are always silent. The Bible calls a thought of living. A double standard life. And James gives it very beautiful. James chapter 1 verse 8. Look at James chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says in James 1 8. A double minded person is unstable in everything they do. In everything. If you are double minded, in everything you are unstable. And again, James chapter 4. Look at James chapter 4 verse 8. It says again, for a double minded man. Come near to God. And He will, and He will, He will draw near to you. Wash your hands. See what God is telling. Wash your hands. You know why the scripture says, Wash your hands? It says because you are living a double life, that what you are doing is dishonoring God. Your activities, the things that you are working at, Is not bringing honor to God. It says, Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. That's the secret of danger. We do not purify our hearts so that our hands begin to do what our heart wants. You double minded, it says. Matthew chapter 23, verses 20, from verse 27 to 28, the Bible says, O to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs, which looks beautiful on the, you seen that? Beautiful on now see, when we read the scripture, pay attention please, when we read the scripture, who do we think this is for? Can I have some volunteers? Who do you think this is for? But what do we think? This is for the Pharisees, he said. This is even applying for you and me today. This is for you and me. Because aren't we children of God? Are we the royal priesthood? Are we not the holy nation? So it is referring to us. It says, you look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you are full of bones of dead and everything unclean. See what God is talking to us, church. This is for all of us who are living double standard life. He says, you are full of deadness. Unclean things are within you. You show that you are good, but they said in the same way on the outside, you appear to to people as righteous. Please follow me. On the outside, you appear to be righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Is that not a frightening thing? Please don't think that Jesus only spoke about this to the Pharisees. This is his word, and his word is still true today. We think that all this is only for the past of the people of the old, and let us brush this away. As we are going to get ready, I am going to call upon the ng for c to do the first part of the
1: play. Check, 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 Hmm. truth manipulated, double standard life, selfishness and personal gain takes precedence over the true purpose for which we were created. NG4C presents the mask. The husband comes home, late and tired, and collapses on his couch. Jeff, their son, realizes that dad has come home, and gets excited As he has been waiting to tell him an incident that took place in school. That's all.
2: Oh dad, guess what? Today in school, we had a substitute teacher who come over because Mr. Daniel
3: was kind of sick.
2: You, dad, dad, dad. Remember, I told you about that guy Jonah. The guy who keeps getting busted for being all crazy in class. Well, he did the craziest thing during the class. And then, Jeff, that's really nice, son. But dad's really tired now. Could we do this over dinner?
1: He turns on the TV and focuses on the news. Oh, okay. Sure, dad. A disheartened Jeff walks towards his room and mom enters from the bedroom, looks towards Jeff and then at Matthew.
4: Matthew, you can at least pretend to show some interest. As it is, you hardly spend any time with him.
2: Well, I did marry you for a reason. As far as I know, My job for the day is done and that's bringing in the money. Rose, he has you, your home all day.
4: Exactly. He has his mother with him the entire day. He needs his father now. You know, he actually waited for you to come back so he could tell you that story. Do you even know
2: the kind of day I've had today? It was horrible. Matthew. I don't expect you to understand. In the office, I have to get it from my boss. And in my own house, I have to get it from my
5: wife.
0: Now, baby,
4: can we please have dinner? I am hungry. Oh. Yeah, sure. When it comes to food, I'm your baby. Otherwise, I'm no better than a maid who's expected to look after this family.
1: (laughs) Not a word is uttered as they all have their dinner in silence and Matthew forgets completely to address the conversation his son was trying to have with him earlier on. As Rose dusts the dishes in dinner, in the sink after dinner, Matthew, who is exhausted, gets ready for bed.
2: Uh, Rose, uh, I'm really tired. So, I'm going to go to bed.
4: Matt, aren't you forgetting something? Uh,
2: yes, I'm tired. I need to sleep.
4: Oh, what about our personal prayer time? You need to be an example to just.
2: Okay, okay, woman, all right. Jeff, you better pray before you sleep. And I'll do my prayers now.
1: Frantically, searches around for his Bible. Looking under the pillow, under the bed, in the cupboard.
2: Rose... Do you know where I left my Bible after coming back from church?
1: And finally, he remembers that it was in his car since the last Friday service.
0: (laughs) Ah, there you are.
2: Okay, so pastor says we must read the Bible for our spiritual growth. And um, it's not about how much you read. It's about how much you understood. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Hmm. Thank you for speaking to me, Lord. I'm so sorry that you had to cry and and go through all that you went through. Um. Thank you for enabling me to grow spiritually. Amen.
1: In the other room, Matthew. Here's his wife telling Jeff to read Psalms 119 before going to bed.
2: (laughs) I'm glad she's not my mother.
1: Matthew puts on his mask depending on the situation that he is in, forgetting what his true identity really is. Before heading to work the next day, Matthew takes off his family mask and puts on his office mask. As Matthew heads to work, he is all frustrated because of his work pressure and work environment.
5: Uh,
2: I just hate my job. I'm so stressed out. Much of work I have to do. Anyways, I need to be thankful. I have a job.
1: As he enters, greets his colleagues in the office, putting on a smiley face. He sees Pamela, the office secretary, at a distance and decides to approach her.
4: Hey Matt, having a great morning?
2: Well, now that i found you, you are the light of this office.
4: Oh, that's very sweet. Hey, did you hear about Rachel's promotion? Uh It's absolutely ridiculous. Really? (laughs) Even a monkey can do the job she does.
1: (laughs) Just then, Rachel walks by.
2: Guess what? I'm sure a monkey would do that woman's job ten times better than she could. I know. That woman is so stupid. They should be firing her instead of giving her a promotion.
5: (laughs) Really?
1: Instead of being glad for his colleague, Matthew gossips and backbites about her. And they continue to chat and laugh. While at home, he didn't have any time for his wife and son. Just then, Mr. Carson, the boss, enters.
2: (coughs) Mr. Matthew, just the man I was looking for. Can I see you in my office now? Uh, um, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, See you later, Pam.
1: Matthew heads into Mr. Carson's office.
2: Matthew, you do know that we are being audited at the end of this week and I'm sure you're aware of the substantial financial setback that's occurred in our dealing with the Petroleum Company. Um, yes sir, I, I did come across it while preparing our monthly statements. Well, Matthew, I've spoken to the board and since you understand the sensitivity of the matter, It would be best if our statements were a little more welcoming. Play around with the numbers, you think? Um, Yes sir, I'll see what I can do. Um, What exactly would you want me to change? Well, you've done it before. I'll leave it in your good judgment. And you know what, Matthew? I'll inform the management of your decision. I'm sure they'll be pleased. It's good to know that you're a team player, Matthew.
1: Even though Matthew knows that fraudulent behavior is wrong and unethical, no matter the circumstances, he succumbs to the pressure from his superiors and readily agrees to their requirements. They shake hands. Matthew leaves the office.
4: Hey, Matt. What did he have to say?
5: Well,
2: he's impressed by my work and has asked me for a favor of sorts. Something that will hopefully benefit this company.
4: Well, whatever it is, Matt, as long as it adds another zero to your paycheck. Who knows, you could just be a few steps away from the huge promotion that you've been waiting. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I guess so. Um, care for a coffee?
4: Oh uh, yeah,
1: sure. Now it's time to play church. Matthew takes off his office mask and puts on his church mask, the holy mask. Matthew, Rose, and Jeff enter the church.
2: Praise the Lord, brother Jonathan. So good to see you here, my brother.
1: Praise the Lord, brother Matthew. It's by his grace and mercy that we get to worship him yet again in his house. How was your week, my brother? Matthew then realizes, puts on his cloak of holiness and portrays himself as a very holy and righteous person.
3: Hallelujah! It was amazing!
2: I thank God for the job I have and for blessing me with a promotion. Finally, the management has recognized my effort. It wasn't easy, but I'm glad, by God's grace and mercies, He's rewarded me for all my hard work.
1: We give glory to God, my brother. How's your work with the Lord been as of late?
2: Oh, brother, I'm being taken from glory to glory. (laughs) (laughs) And as I read his word, he reveals such deep truth to me. I've been so enriched and revitalized. It's such a privilege to be his son.
1: Amen. Amen. I couldn't agree with you more, brother Matthew. His word is truly a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path.
2: I agree. Oh, look, the pastor is here. Let's meet after the service, brother. God bless.
1: God bless, brother.
0: We are going to do two-way. You know the two-edged sword now. I'm going to address you, plus the church is taking place here also. Double-mindedness is truly sin, and I'm sure many of us as we are watching this play, if you go back to a memory lane, at some given time, you could have been a victim of this, if you were not careful, or you are a victim of it, either one way or through, stop yawning. Living a double standard life is a sin in the sight of God. According to James chapter 4, verse 8, God says it's coming to God and asking Him to make us clean. We fail to do that. We fail to come to God and say, God, I have done you wrong. And are you living as a genuine Christian with your whole heart committed to God? Or are you living a double standard life? Many of us looking at this drama will say they are doing beautiful, very nice. But it's very important for us to examine our life. Earlier I told you the story of that young girl who was a youth. I never told you the end of that story. The pastor reached out to this young lady. He took his wife along, spent time with her quality time with her. And you know the best part of it all? The young girl turned her life around. Because of that one pastor's commitment, which went for more than months. It didn't happen overnight. It never happened overnight. It took a couple of months' dedication of that one man reaching out to that young girl. And the girl was restored back to a position. Amen? We need the same today. And only we need to go back to the word of God. Psalm 86 verse 11 says, Teach me your ways, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided art that I may fear your name. Do you know what's the reason for a person to do wrong? He has no fear of God. He fears his wife. He fears his husband, she fears her husband, they fear the pastor, they fear all people around them, but they don't fear God, and that's what makes them sin. James chapter 4, verse 9, 7 to 9 says, submit yourselves to God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. This afternoon, I want to draw your attention as this play is going on. Are you ready to change your life for Christ today? Is this play or message reaching out to you? Take time and see what's going to happen next. Again. thank you anjipasti thank you very much god bless you can we give them a big hand please that's the type of struggle we all go through in journey we desire to do the work of god we desire to do the will of god but constantly pulled down Beaten up, living like defeated people, we walk around. But if Christ and when Christ is in us, we are renewed. Amen. Infinity four wheeler vehicle. It's not for sale. Okay. Five one one nine five H. Infinity. You're parked in the wrong place. Please uh, relocate your car. Infinity four wheeler. Five one one. If you don't like your vehicle, let me know, I will have it. In today's drama, we've seen that it is strongholds that hold us. Strongholds that bind us. We see it in the life of children. Even adults, even adults, even grown people are struggling with strongholds holding them. But in order... To overcome a double standard life, we need to make some key commitments. Number one, yes my sister, the key commitment that we need to make is pull down strongholds. We need to pull down strongholds. The moment you realize that your mind is is thinking something contrary to the word of God, it is then that you need to go back to the word of God. If you have the gift of speaking in another language, In tongues, it's very important you to switch over, read the word, pray in the spirit. God, there is something taking control of my thought life. I am not who I am. Number two, you cannot do it with your own strength. You can't fight it alone. You need the power of God. You need fasting and prayer. Without fasting and prayer, you can't fight anything. Jesus overcame the devil. With the word of God. Every time he spoke to the enemy, he used the word of God. That's what we have to tell the enemy every time he comes to attack us. This is what is written. You don't need to say anything else. Number three, you need to hold on to the word of God. If you do not know the word of you cannot say the word of God. You cannot have faith in the word of God. Only when you know the word of God does faith come in for you to exercise that word against the enemy. The victory is always ours. The enemy is defeated. Can I hear an amen? Yes. Tell your neighbor that the victory is ours. The enemy is defeated. Now, you—I've showed you the three points. You have pulled down strongholds. You need to ask God. To give you the grace now to live a holy life. See, pulling down stronghold is not enough. You need grace to live a victorious life. Number one, I call it the Colossian road. The road to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. We'll be looking from verse 1 onwards. Colossians chapter 3. Number one is, think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. Colossians 3. Verses 1 to 2, it says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sight on realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. The greatest danger is when you start meditating and imagining about the things of the earth, there is a wall built about the things of heaven. So that's the reason we need to set our mind. Do you know the moment you close your eyes, you're going to be there? Not an amen. So sad. We don't even imagine heaven. I need you to have a revelation of heaven. If you have a revelation of heaven, you'll never be walking here. We are so much earthbound and not heaven-sighted. We are not heaven-sighted. Number two, sorry, I only speak my heart out to you. You should love me still. Number two, thank you, pastor. Daily put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Look at verses 3 to 5, Colossians 5, 3 to 5. You should do this daily, okay? It says, I have nothing to do. Here is the thing I want you to be very careful We spoke about stealing, stealing, cheating, playing around. But I want to show you something. I have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. Can you imagine that? Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is. Coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of the world, but now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped your whole sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. I want you to meditate on this when you go home. Ask the Holy Spirit to search your heart. Father, is there anything of what is read today having even a little hinge in my life? Can you take it away, please? Three. It's found in Colossians three verses ten to eleven. It says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like Christ. In this new life, it doesn't matter. If you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. Amen? Can you tell your neighbor, Christ is all that matters to me. And I believe it. Amen. My fourth point. In order to overcome living a double standard life. It's found in Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 to 13. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with what? Number one, we got rid of the previous and what do we clothe? When you get rid of something, you need to put on something. Number one, tender hearted mercy, kindness, humility. I want you to ask yourself, do you have humility in you? Do you have a tender heart towards somebody who is doing wrong? Most of us condemn the person who is sinning. We condemn the person who is having a double life. We judge that person. We we, we throw that person. But do we have kindness to reach out to that person? We look at a brother, we look at a sister, we say, they are living a double life, but we do nothing to help that person. Like I told you the story earlier, that pastor and his wife took few months and restored a lost girl back to Christ. It says, gentleness, patience, make allowance for each other's fault. Do we look at the fault and condemn and say, this person is not good for this ministry, this person is not good for this, let them go? Or do we restore them in gentleness? Forgive anyone who offends you, remember the Lord. Forgive you. I always want to encourage you. God has forgiven you. So it is your duty to forgive and restore somebody else. My fifth point, verse 14. Above all, clothe yourself with love. Which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. You cannot have love without peace in your heart. My sixth point, is in verse 15. And always be thankful. How many of you were here last night? Have you seen what, how did we start the, the service of being thankful? For those of you who are not here, you missed something beautiful last night. We had a wonderful time. And we started the service of being Thankful to God. And here the Bible says, be thankful and learn not to grumble. How many of us grumble in our jobs? The moment Sunday morning comes, we grumble when it will become Thursday again. We do that, no? We grumble. The moment 8 o'clock comes, we grumble when it will be 5 o'clock. We grumble about everything. We get even promotion. 3% is your basic thing. The 3% you are not satisfied. Because your brother got 15%, you want to get 15%. But do you work hard as your brother? That's the question. Seventh point, last, I want to close with this. Verse 16. Let the message of Christ in all its riches fill your lives. In all its riches fill your lives. It says, teach and counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Amen? Amen. I want to close. I call the ng for c choir. Are you around? It says, We owe God so much that we could never begin to repay. But what can we do in reply that we owe so much to God? The one thing you and I can do is we must learn to walk worthy of His calling. Worthy of His calling. Romeo, where are you, my brother? Come. Let us stand on our feet. Matthew. I want to close before we can sing. My next point, sister. Broken things can become blessed if you allow God to do the mending. Amen. Can I have this next song? God is good all the time.
5: God is good all the time. Put a song of praise In this power of the God is blue All the time Through the dark and night His light will shine God, God, is God is good God is good All the time God is good All the time He puts on our faith This God is good All the time Through the darkest night I All the time If you're walking If you're walking My God is pushing all the night through the darkest yeah. night. The darkness and God God is good, God is good, all the time God is good, God is good, God is good, all the
0: time Father you are good, you are good Church I would like you to bow your heads for a few minutes And we'll ask God to make a way where there seems to be no way. There are many of us still struggling over many areas. And we think there's no way for us to get out of it. But there is a way. Amen. And Jesus is the only way for us to get out of all bondages. And all troubles, he will make a way in the wilderness. God will
5: make the way Where there seems to be no way worse in ways we cannot see He will make the way for me He will be my guide over closely to His side with love and prayer For this new day he will make a way you will make a way God will make a way Where there seems to be no way He works in ways cannot see, He will make a way for me, He will be my guide, Hold be closely to His side. With love and strength for His new day, He will make a way, He will make a way. By the roadway in the wilderness. By By the the roadway in the wilderness, wilderness, lead me. Rivers in the desert, will I see? Heaven and earth earth will fade, but His word will still still remain. And he will do something you today. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways.
0: Above your head. Ask God to make a way for you today.
3: let's bless Jesus and ask him to make a way where there seems to be none. Are you praying? Lord, I'm helpless without you. I cannot do it on my own. I can't go far without you. Help me, Jesus. Somebody cry for help today. Lord, send your mother of help. I can't go far in this journey of life without you. Help me, Lord. Make a way for me. You are my helper. You are my strength when I am weak. Jesus, Lamb of God, what is your name? Help me, Lord. Lord, to give up or be a fool. I'm nothing without you. Help me, help me, help me. Somebody's crying for help today. Jesus, send your motherless help from heaven. I will crush it without you. I will make a mess of my life without you in it. Lord, fill my emptiness today. Help me, Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift
5: it up, Lord. All I pray is to see on my soul Sing it. Right on balance, fill me till I won't no more Till I go, turn it off, I'll May my God Lord, may my God Lord I lift it all, Lord. All oh, I quit this testing of my soul. I'm going to pray without you. Right all alone, pray till I can take no more. It's my it
3: i make me Amen. Have you been blessed by the ministrations today? Let's put our hands together for the NG4C. Amen. I'd like us to pray for these brothers and sisters in NG4C. Lord, your purpose for their lives shall not be truncated. Are you praying for them? Lord, your purpose for their lives shall not be truncated. Their lives and destinies shall not be defied. They shall not be destroyed. They shall make it. They shall fulfill destiny. Lord, you have started with them. Take them through to the end. Thank you, Father, for all their leaders. Help them. Wish them to lead in the way of the Lord. Wish them to show you to show them the way of Christ. Lord, release it upon them. We pray for them, O oh God. They shall fulfill destiny. They shall make it in life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. By this time next year, NG4C shall be bigger, better, brighter, more colorful, more glorious. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have been blessed today by that ministration. Amen. One quick announcement before we leave. This month of November, we are having the Thanksgiving dinner again. Good news. Are you glad to hear that? Amen. And this year, everybody is permitted to come. So you can come with your sons and daughters, your children. They are free to come with you. No holds barred, no limit this year. Amen? Are you glad to hear that? Are you sure you are glad to hear that? Amen? It is still 10 naira, I mean, 10 riyals. Amen. We are not in Nigeria. I'm already thinking of Nigeria now. It's still 10 riyals for if you are coming as a single. If you, are single, if you are married and I see you as a single, God, we have mercy on you that day. Yes. Make sure you bring your wife. Amen? Yes. For couples, it's 20 reals. For our children that are below 15, they are free to come free of charge. Amen? Yes. If you are above 15, remind daddy to pay for you. Make sure you are there. May God bless everyone. The venue, once again, is Shangri-La. Are you glad to hear that? Amen. Hallelujah. So we are making our way to Shangri-La again to practice heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Please reach out to your home cell leaders with your phones and let's make sure it comes in on time. The date is November twenty from six p.m. two zero November two 2-0. zero, not 2-7. 2-0. Amen. Amen. God bless you and me. Are you glad at what God is doing in our midst? Put your hands together for Him. Amen. Before we shut down today, I want you to pray concerning the month of November. Lord, let it be the best month of this year for me. Are you making that declaration? Lord, the month of November, because the best is reserved for the last. The month of November shall be my best month this year. Holiness shall answer for me. Peace shall answer in every area of my life. I shall make the most of this year in November. No weeping, no crying, no disease, no discomfort, no pain, no disappointment, no failure. All my desires shall rush in. It shall be a great month of testimonies for me and my family. Everything shall go on. It shall go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you through the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. All we have been told today Zeros down to one thing The spirit of love Holy spirit Help me to make the most Of my adventure in Christ Pray that prayer one second Holy spirit help me To make the most of my adventure in Jesus My flesh must not bring me down The lust of the flesh The pride of life The lust of the flesh The lust of the eyes The pride of life must not bring me down Holy Ghost, help me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. We are still exiting through this door. And next week, Friday, as we have been told, we are having two offerings. Remember to come with the normal offering and the benevolent offering. Amen. This week shall be your best week ever. All your testimonies are coming in this week. Every harassment that you have seen in the office, you shall not see them again. And don't forget, this year, God shall glorify himself in you. In the name of Jesus. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely. God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Holiness and peace.